Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Limitless Life Podcast, or welcome if you're new. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to my guest today. She has been a part of my life and a dear friend for over 11 years. She knows exactly what it means to live a limitless life because she also made the decision to leave her soul-sucking corporate job after eight years to follow her dreams and become a professional chef. My guest today is Andrea Lane, and you know what? To me, she's not just my friend. She is a culinary wizard. You can find her doing recipe and menu development, food styling, nourishing busy families with delicious meals, and she's been working behind the scenes of some pretty popular Canadian culinary television shows lately. Honestly, Andrea brings positivity and passion to everything she does, which is why I am just so freaking excited for you to meet her. So welcome, Andrea. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm really excited to be here. I'm just so excited to have you here because like we've just been through so much crazy stuff. (laughs) So much crazy stuff. Is how I'm going to say that. But I've been dying to ask you something and I don't know why I've never asked you this. As a professional chef, I just, I really want to know, like, where do you love to eat? You know what? That's a really, really good question. <laughs> and I, I will tell you in my own kitchen, when I have the whole afternoon to kind of come up with something, create something, make it and eat it and just like relish every moment of it. Do you That's, even like I, Do you even like eating in restaurants anymore? No, not really. (laughs) It's funny. I was having a conversation with someone last night because he was asking me the same question. Um, And that's one thing. When I went to culinary school, I realized very quickly, and this this makes me sound kind of like an asshole, but whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm a food asshole, and it's I go to restaurants, and it's just not – because it's not how I would do it, or I would do something different, or there's just a little bit too much of this, and yeah. So I'd rather just do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make you an asshole at all. <laughs> That's kind of amazing, actually. And also, I always like wonder what goes on behind the scenes sometimes. And since you've been behind the scenes, you probably see things that would make me, because I'm a bit of a germ person, would make me yeah. never want to eat out again. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we have like literally we have so much stuff we can talk about. If this podcast could be three hours long, I would probably make it three hours long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I want to let these guys know, um, Andrea and I actually used to work for the same corporate company. It's how Mm -hmm. we originally met. Mm -hmm. So as much as we say that the corporate life was soul crushing, which it was, I'm not going to lie. I would say a lot of good things came out of it. Obviously, our friendship is one of them. And so I will literally never forget the day 
that you were like, okay, so I've decided that I'm going to sell my house (laughs) (laughs) and move to Texas and become Uh a chef. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? I mean, I knew you'd always loved cooking and I knew you were looking for something more, but what gave you the courage to be able to make that decision? And like you moved by yourself. Yeah. How? How did you do this? You know what's funny? When I think back to what I did, I still can't believe it. Like I literally moved to Texas with two duffel bags and that was it. And it was four days before school started. I had to find an apartment. I had to furnish an apartment and get ready for school. And I did it. (laughs) I did it, which is still, it's so crazy. Um, So what I can tell you that it was probably five years in the making, five years of me knowing, well, to be quite honest, my second day in corporate sitting at that desk, I was like, (laughs) is this what I signed up for? Is this what I went to school for? Is this going to be my life? And um, then things just kind of kept going. Then I bought a house and then I had a mortgage and then I applied for a different job and just kept doing the things that you think you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it probably took me five years of being really unhappy and being really unfulfilled to actually decide I needed to make the changes that I needed to make. And um, it was it was a series of things that kept happening and just a series of being so stagnant. And honestly, every like every bit of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, there was something that happened that really, really made me realize, okay, my career is actually going nowhere here. Like I'm 32. I'm coming up on my, my 10 year anniversary is going to be the following year. And I thought I'm not like, I'm not going to wait another 10 years and have my 20 year anniversary with the same company doing this exact same thing. (laughs) and feeling the exact same way. Like, this is not my life. This is not what I signed up for. I am having zero fun. It's so funny that you say the 10-year thing because I remember when my 10 years hit, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be here for 15 years. Like, I need to, this is, I got to get out. But it's like you say, right? We get, not not that we're comfortable, but we're almost trapped because- Trapped, yeah. We're perceiving that we're trapped. We have this feeling like, oh, I've got a mortgage. I've got to do this. And like with me- it was, oh shit, like I just went through a divorce. Now I only have one income. Now I have to keep this job. So yeah. it's funny how our mind convinces us that we yeah. have yeah. to stay stuck. Yeah. Oh well, and it's just, it's stories. It's stories <clears throat> that we tell ourselves. And yeah, how am I going to pay my bills if I don't have this exact paycheck coming in on the same two days every month? Yeah. Yeah. Stories. Stupid stories. Right. (laughs) And that's actually what I love about like what I do with people is helping them write new stories. And I have to tell you, I was so happy when you told me that you were leaving. But like, I was also so sad because we were good friends. Mm -hmm. But I was also so fucking envious. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, she's actually doing it. And I remember taking that feeling and using that to inspire me to keep moving forward and I knew in the back of my head I was like one day I'm gonna get out of here too (laughs) yeah yeah. just just took me a little bit longer but it it did happen so like 
what was it like change, like shifting your mindset from having this corporate job and always being told what to do and then completely changing your life and stepping into who you're supposed to be? You know what? It was, I can say it was a perfect combination of absolute terror and being scared and not knowing what was going to happen combined with just this 100% knowing of this is going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. No matter what happens, I'm going to be fine. Okay. That's interesting. It leads me into something I wanted to talk to you about. So, Mm -hmm. so many people have this fear of just Mm -hmm. trusting, trusting the process, letting go of how things are going to work out and literally just trusting. So how Mm -hmm. did you do that? How did you just let go and trust? You know what? I think I think I think I can say for myself that I was being beat down so hard by knowing that I was in the wrong place and doing the wrong thing and just knowing that that wasn't working that just trusting that doing anything else <laughs> was going to be amazing and mm-hmm. was going to open up doors for me. I you know what? That's a really hard question to answer. I just knew I knew if I left where I was and I knew that I love food. I've always loved food. I've been ignoring this, this basically like passion for my whole entire life. And I just knew if I dove into it, it I just knew it would work. I knew it would work. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> basically what it comes down to? Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, just knowing it would work when you went to school, did you know where you were going to end up after school? No, I had no idea. And I remember that was one thing because my parents were so supportive of me through this whole process. Like when I sold my house, I'm, I got rid of most of my belongings, but the rest of my house went in their basement. They looked after my dog while I was in Texas. They let me move back in with them when I got home for, from Texas. They didn't know how long I was going to be there. I didn't know how long I was going to be there. <laughs> um, but one thing I remember my dad saying to me, you know, this is cool and I'm glad you're doing this, but I don't think you've thought out what's going to happen when you're done school. And it bugged me because he was right. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? It's it's just, I know that things are going to work. I know that whatever is meant to happen is going to happen and I'm going to do it and I'm going to learn and it's going to be fun. Which is also, that's another really important thing. As I can say, when I was working in corporate, there was nothing not not nothing, but very little in my day to day that was fun. I was having zero fun. Mm. And that is not the way that a life should be lived. You should wake up and have fun. Mm. So true. Oh, mm-hmm. that is so, I just got goosebumps when you said that because that is, yes, it is so sad watching people just settle. Like mm-hmm. they, they just don't, they don't want to look for more they're afraid to look for more so they settle in a life that could be so much more so did you have people I mean it is amazing that your parents first of all were so supportive but did you have people that when you told them they were like Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you talking about oh 100 percent, 100 percent. and a lot of people I felt judged I felt a lot of judgment like you're 32 you're selling your house you're quitting your you know (laughs) stable corporate job with benefits and a great pension (laughs) and you're doing what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I heard a lot of that too. It was like, well, you know, you've got this amazing job and it pays you 
and you get benefits and a pension. And I was just like, yeah, but I also know that you have this like unlimited amount of abundance available out in the universe. And if I stay in this corporate job, I'm never going to make any more money than I already was making. 100%. And I don't know, that just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, 100%. And my favorite 100%. Right? And then they're like, well, what are you going to do without um, benefits? (laughs) I'm going to pay for the things? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I don't know. What do you mean? What am I going to do without benefits? I have... The only thing I used my benefits for was like massages and I would go right. for those anyways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy where people's heads go, but that's fear, right? And I, I find it interesting that like people were judging you. Mm-hmm. So how did you deal with that judgment? Um, I mean, as with anything, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> and, and one thing that I've learned is people's opinions have nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. So most likely that was just people who wanted to be making similar changes that I was making and just couldn't, oh, well, I have a family and I, I can't, I couldn't, I could never do that. So many people said that to me. I could never do that. It's like, sure you can. You just do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. You just do it. It's so funny that you say that because when I left... I was getting messages. So when, so I don't know for anybody out there, if you've ever worked in corporate, but when you leave, this announcement goes out, especially Mm -hmm. if you've been there for a long time. And as soon as the announcement went out, my email, my phone and my text messages were like blowing up. And it was people literally saying like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, I'm so proud of you. You're so inspiring. I wish I could do it. And I, I just wanted to scream and be like, but you can. Yeah. You can yeah. do this. Yeah. I am not special. <laughs> no. It's, yeah. Yeah. That is uh, crazy. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. A lot of high performing entrepreneurs go through this struggle with um, being able to shut off or take breaks. And I know you have been working in the television scene. And so you have some extremely long days. Mm-hmm. But when you're not working on a set, how do you find the balance and not feel like you constantly have to be doing something? That's it's such a good question. And it's such a timely question because I just wrapped a show last week and to go from being ramped up and super busy 14 to 16 hours a day to, and I try to give myself a little bit of window of downtime afterwards, which I'm doing right now. It is the biggest mind fuck of life because Part of me is thinking, oh my God, I've been waiting for this moment. I can just, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I can lie down and watch a movie and it doesn't matter. And then there's the other part of me that is like, you have 17 loads of laundry and you need to reorganize this cupboard in the kitchen. (laughs) You need to do this. You need to do this. So like, it's definitely, there's definitely conflict going on inside. But like one thing I just tell myself is, "Does, does it really matter? Does it really matter if that kitchen cupboard gets organized today? Versus me actually taking a rest that I need to take because I got four hours of sleep for the last two months. (laughs) Sorry, four hours of sleep a night for the last two months. I don't even know how you do that. (laughs) I don't know how I I don't know how I do it either. You just it's one of those things you just you just do it. (laughs) And so when you're transitioning from doing like um, a job like that and then not doing that, does your brain ever start freaking out about the money or is this another place where you just trust? Well, 
it's also funny that you it's like Brenda it's like you're in my head (laughs) (laughs) and have been for 11 years there was one day this week in particular where I felt um just like the resistance the anxiety resistance that I get in my belly because that I was thinking exactly that oh I need to let all my clients know that I'm back and I start can start doing my personal chef work again and Like, who am I to just sit around and watch a movie in the afternoon when I should be making money? Christmas is coming up. And then I actually took a step back, took a deep breath and was like, what are you doing? You just worked your actual ass off for two months making fabulous money. Like you can chill for a minute and it's just going to like, I know it's just going to start flowing in again when, when I'm rested and when I'm ready to let it flow in again. Yes, I love that you just said flow in. (laughs) And can I tell you the coolest, coolest thing was the next day I got an email from the production coordinator on the show that I was working on. And this like this is such a this was an awesome, awesome moment. I was like, yes, I'm so glad I turned that little like fit around saying, Andrea, we just want to recognize you. We know the show is hard. We know you worked really hard, but we just want to recognize the fact that you helped keep morale up back there. When people were sad, tired, upset, they'd come and talk to you. And here's a little financial bonus. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, I love it. Love yeah. it. You just manifested that in. You opened your valve again to yeah. allowing the money to flow in. Oh, I love that. So many uh-huh. people. And this is something that you and I used to do when we worked in corporate. And I don't know if it was to keep our sanity or just because we thought it was fun, but we would play this little manifesting game, which I now teach my clients. And we would be like, what would it take to see a red balloon? Mm-hmm. And then we would literally just let go of the how and one of mm-hmm. us would see a red balloon, whether it was in a photo, whether it actually floated by. And so I love that you recognize that you are able to like change shift your vibration essentially and allow the money to flow in. Yeah. Yeah. So have you always manifested things into your life like that? No, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure. I mean, I think we're always manifesting things, right? Always. Like mm-hmm. we're always, always, whether we're conscious of it or not, it's happening. Um, no, but I can tell, like, we've had this conversation before. When I worked in corporate and was making a pretty good salary, and it's it's funny, when I look back to that, I, I was, you know, running a house and had a car and da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, but my expenses were very similar to what they are now, but I, ne- I never had money. I never had money. I always felt like I never had money. Now, I'm not, I'm not even making as much as I was making, but I don't, I have no problems with money. <laughs> If I want to buy something, I have the money for it. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's magical. It, right. It actually (laughs) is magical. And I think one of the big misconceptions about like the laws of attraction, first of all, most people only think there's one, but there's 12. But the challenge people have is they wish for things and expect it just to fall out of the sky and land on their face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not actually how it happens. Mm -hmm. So how do you allow yourself to ask for things that you want in your life and then just be able to let go and not worry about how it's going to happen? Mm, that's a good question. I th- one thing that I realized is if, if, if there's something that I'm thinking that I want to manifest in my life and I feel any 
just resistance in my belly. Like I can just saying it, I can feel it developing. Then I know that that, that's something that I'm going to be blocking. Mm. So then I have to start asking, okay, well, why do I think I don't deserve that thing? Am I not good enough for that thing? Did I not work hard enough for that thing? Um, so I just try and create a kind of dialogue with myself to get down to what, and even why do I want that thing? Do I want that thing just so the person down the street's going to think I look cool? Mm, yeah. <laughs> or do I want that thing in my life to manifest so I can help other people and do cool shit? Mm. Um, so anyway, that's one thing is I look for a blockage because I feel like if there's any resistance, it's just not going to happen. And that's, I feel like right in my solar plexus. That's where I can, that's where I can feel it. Yes. Um, so that's one thing, but I, I also think like we can, we can talk until we're blue in the face about the things that we want to have in our lives. But if we, for whatever reason, don't think that we are worthy of it, it's not going to happen. Oh, so important. And that is one of the things that I help so many people with, like so many entrepreneurs, is these limiting beliefs that we have Mm -hmm. around money. And it always, like I would say 90% of the time, comes back to self-worth. Yeah. Mm. It's a thing. Oh, such. It's such a thing. It's so interesting. So what's the coolest thing that you've ever manifested into your life? Um, well, I would say the, the coolest non-material thing is just waking up every day and being able to have fun and be joyous in my life. Mm. <laughs> like that's, I asked for that. I, I want this. I want a life that is fucking cool and that I'm having fun in. Oh yeah. I love that. I just got goosebumps again. <laughs> It is yeah. so funny. Do you ever run into people? Because I'm, you and I are very similar. We're very positive. We're very happy most of the time. Do you ever run into people that are like, "What are you on? Why are you always so happy?" A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And sometimes, and like this could be my own bullshit, but sometimes I think that people might think I'm kind of flaky because, like, I'm genuinely happy <laughs> all of the time. Like, granted, I went through some pretty tough shit this year, and like, there were some really hard days. But that, and that's another kind of good thing to talk about is getting to a place where you can, you can realize that even, even though shitty stuff is happening, you can still, you can still be happy and have that joy in your day-to-day life. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so important. And I think that's where a lot of people get um, stuck, right? Because Mm -hmm. they don't know how to bring themselves out of that or they feel Mm -hmm. like if they do bring themselves out of that, that there's going to be a judgment piece there. So Mm -hmm. for you, what was it that allowed you to step into being happy? Like, did you just wake up one morning and be like, you know what? I'm making the choice to be fucking happy. Um, quite honestly, it's probably like eight years of work on myself. Really, really. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been very gradual. I think it's been just like little shifts here and there and, and doors opening and just doing more things that are fun and having more fun and knowing that if, if I'm having a crappy day or if I'm not feeling great, that there's something that I can do, even if it's small, like even if it's just, okay, I'm going to go have a nap because I'm feeling shitty and I'm not liking how this is going right now. There's something that I can do that can be a little bit better than where I was. Oh, yeah, I love that. 
It's so true. I think so many people struggle with the fact that like we all have the ability to make choices. When Mm -hmm. we wake up in the morning, you get to choose how your day is going to go. So if you get up, right, if you get up and you roll out of bed and you're rushing around and you're just stressed as hell, how do you think your day is going to go? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple, but like it really is that simple. (laughs) And there is this, right? yeah, there's this, this voice in your head that's constantly going to be telling you stuff that's probably not true and probably not great. And you can, you can tell that voice that that's not like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm doing today. So let me ask you this. How do you know the difference between the voice in your head? Like, how can you tell what is a truth and what isn't? Um, so this is something I've been working on a lot lately too. I can tell if it's like frantic and usually very fear-based, um, then that's just my head. <laughs> that's just that stupid little voice in my head that's, no, it's not, it's just, I don't even know what the word for it is, but it's not, it's bullshit. But then if it's that like, you know, take it, I always, I take many a deep breath a day. <laughs> you take a deep breath and it's calm and supportive and, encouraging then like yep that's coming from that's coming from the inner part of me and that's the truth oh I love that and you just actually reminded me of something with that deep breath thing um years ago when you were doing yoga a lot and becoming Mm -hmm. an instructor for yoga I remember Mm -hmm. one day going over to your desk because you had that kind of like a cubicle where we could hide a little bit. Yeah. There was just a lot of like politics and stupid shit going down. And I remember you showing me this move where you like throw your arms up in the air, (laughs) (laughs) take this deep breath and then come down. Yeah. Totally just reminded me of that. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We did some weird shit in that office. I also think too... It was an interesting time because I don't really think either one of us knew what our path was. No. Um, and I think we did things to keep ourselves um, keep ourselves amused. Like we worked out a lot. We ran together. Mm-hmm. And somehow, and I don't, maybe you remember this, but we ended up doing this series of trail races. So like... I was in the middle of my weight loss journey and I'm pretty sure I still weighed like 270 pounds and we decided we were going to go run these, the series of trail races in the forest, up mountains, through mud. How, why, why did we do that? You know what I think it was? And I, I think, and honestly, this is a little bit bigger picture. And I think this is just kind of speaking to life right now is we just started realizing that we could do things like physical things that we never thought we could do. So then it became this game of, okay, well, what, like, what else can we tell? Let's do a race. Okay. We just did a 5k. How can we make that harder? Are we going to do a 10k? Let's do trail running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely did. But do you remember, and this is an interesting thing, cause this is where that conversation about fear comes in. Do you remember the first trail race we did? We actually had gone like, a couple hours early because oh, we yeah. wanted we wanted to walk the trail before we ran it. So essentially, we did a 10k race for our first race. <laughs> Looking back, uh, I don't know if that was smart or just pure stupid. Stupid. <laughs> but we were so terrified. We were so terrified. Oh, 
I just remember thinking too, one, like, what the hell are we doing? And two, I remember thinking that people were going to be looking at me going, what is the fat girl doing on the trail? Like, it's mm-hmm. so funny how, and looking back to, I think you're right. Like, I think doing those things actually started to open our eyes up to possibilities, mm-hmm. which is key for creating a life without limits, right? You have to be open to looking at the possibilities instead of looking at all of the limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that I, I kind of try to keep in mind is not, and I know a lot of people will probably disagree with this, but I don't, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in four or five years from now. I don't. And I, if you had have asked me three years ago, if I ever thought I would be working in television, I would have said not a chance. So I think without, I, I, so basically like, I just keep asking, like, bring me cool stuff. I want to do cool stuff and I want to get paid for it. And I want to be able to say, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. And cool stuff keeps showing up. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to say, this is exactly what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do. I just want to see the cool shit that shows up. Mm, Yeah. And I think that's actually one of the keys to when we are trying to manifest things, we get so attached to an outcome and mm-hmm. so you saying that you just want cool shit to come, but you don't know what the cool shit is. That's actually yeah. key to that because what people don't understand is like our subconscious minds will help us get whatever we want, mm-hmm. but you can't get attached to something. It can't be like, I want this specific car with these wheels with whatever. Like it, you can talk about something, but let go of the how. Yeah. Because the universe always has a plan, right? And sometimes the universe brings us something better. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Actually, didn't you manifest a car? I think you did. <laughs> and this is this is when I find it's the most fun. Every so often I'll do a little exercise where I'll write something down. Like I needed, it was time for me to get a new car. And I thought, okay, I need a new car. How much do I want to spend? And then I really start to make it like a little game. So I gave myself not like not a huge budget by any means. Like, okay, I want it to have, I want heated seats because I've never had heated seats and I really like heated seats. Um, I want it to have a little bit more balls than the car that I had before. And anyway, so made this list and I'm not even, it wasn't even a full month and I'm now bombing around on a little Mercedes. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Let me ask you, once you had that list, what did you do with it? Did you put it away or did you constantly look at it? No, I put it away. I knew, I, I knew, yeah, I knew it was coming. And that's the thing too, that I'm always telling people is like, and I, I think this is George Foreman's tagline, but set it and forget it, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put it in a book, put it away. Don't look at it. Cause when we start analyzing and obsessing, that's when shit just goes sideways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this. And it was it was detailed, but it was also like, again, bring me something cool. Mm. <laughs> I want something cool. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and every single time I get in that car, I think my my partner, I think, is probably sick of hearing this, but I tell him every I love that car. I love driving that car. I love being in that car. I love that car. But that's amazing, too, because part of being able to create things and attract things into your life is gratitude it's Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. gratitude forgiveness and compassion literally the three keys Mm -hmm. to creating whatever you want yeah 
I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I have some more questions for you. Thank you so much so, for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen. Because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want That's this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can. So leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, I'll be spread the love by hitting that share button. That I needed to take and took the risks, and I'm air quoting risks, that I needed to take that I would be completely supported in this whole process. And that's not to say that it's been really, really easy because it hasn't. Hmm. <laughs> and there have been a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I think it's been – it's another thing about – kind of owning this whole thing and and creating this whole thing as I've been going along as if something hasn't been working for me I've loved saying okay no this isn't working for me I don't want to do that and that's mm. that like I tried catering didn't like it <laughs> I worked in some restaurants I didn't it was okay I didn't love that like nope I didn't make I didn't I didn't do make all these changes to not love it so I think I mean, you're trusting the process. You're saying yes to things that are fun and bring you joy and you like, and you're saying no to the things that don't. And I think that gets you where you need to be. Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a good said. Yes, absolutely. And just not being afraid to pivot and make a change. Oh, totally. And I yeah. think that's where people get so yeah. stuck too, right? Because that judgment thing comes in. It's like, oh, well, you said you were going to be doing this and then you're changing your mind again and now you're doing this. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, what are people going to think now that I'm changing again? But I think yeah. it's really important just to like allow yourself. And you actually said something in there that really hit home, which was I didn't make all of these changes to not love what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> But really, I feel like it should be, I didn't, I wasn't born into this world to not love what I'm doing because that's basically what it boils down to. Right. You should and be waking up and loving your life. Right? Doesn't it mm -hmm. freak you out? Does it not freak you out when you see people miserable and they're not willing to change anything? It's awful. It's awful. And like, I have to be honest, I was one of those people for many years because mm -hmm. oh, I yeah, just, me too. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize that I could make a choice and actually change my life for the better and the other thing I want people to know too is like it's never too late I hear so many people say things like oh I'm too old fuck that I'm 44 and I just left yeah. corporate like age yeah. is just a number yeah and it goes down to having those beliefs again if yeah. you want to make a change make the fucking change figure out what you want to do and you know what even if you don't know what you want to do just take the leap man just yeah find your happy find something that makes you happy because it breaks my heart watching people not be happy <laughs> yeah yeah and that was I, I remember distinctly waking up every single day and thinking can I call in sick today do I really have to go in there today and like that is no way to live your life every single day mm-hmm mm uh, yeah, it's, I can relate to that. And I can relate, yeah. especially near the end when I knew I was going to be leaving. I was just like, oh man, 
But then even that, you have, I had to go in and appreciate and be grateful for what I had so that I could yeah. build my side hobby for 10 years before it turned it into a business. But it's yeah. like, you can find gratitude in everything, even things that are kind of shitty, I think. Yeah, yeah. If you could go back, is there anything that you would change about the things that you did? Since leaving corporate? No. I love, <laughs> I no. It's It's been an adventure. I think it's going to continue to be an adventure. And I've loved the doors that has, it has opened for me. Um, I mean, look, it's funny because looking back, like sometimes I think like, oh, did I waste all those years working in marketing and advertising and doing that stuff? But you know what? I learned a lot of skills. Like I've been able to make my own website and <laughs> a lot of skills that I've been able to apply. And I, I also don't think if I... Like even say I went to culinary school out of high school and, and that kind of thing. I just don't, I don't know. That wasn't, it wasn't, that's not how it was meant to play out for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too. I feel like everything happens when it's supposed to happen. And mm -hmm. like you said, if you had gone to culinary school at a high school, maybe you wouldn't have even been ready. Yeah. Maybe you'd I'm... be, you'd have the same problem. You'd be stuck in a restaurant or something in yeah. your life. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. that's so crazy. So yeah. what are what are some things that you're passionate about right now, whether it's career-wise or life-wise? Um, one thing that I'm passionate about is embracing – I mean, it's different when I'm working on a TV show because those schedules are very hectic. But aside from that, which I wouldn't trade for anything. It's crazy, but it always is just three weeks or nine weeks or whatever, and then I know it's getting a break. But embracing not working like crazy – Mm. <laughs> and this is something that I say to people and I feel judgments. I want to work four days a week and not even full days. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that actually brings up a good question because, and I know that I've been struggling with this when you work in corporate and maybe this was just my perception, but I don't think so. But when you work in corporate, you're constantly having to look busy. You're constantly having to justify your existence. Yeah. So when you left, how how did you not feel guilty about saying, I only want to work four days? Because I'm still, I mean, I've only been out for like a little while, but I'm still struggling with some days. I'm like, I don't want to work five days a week. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's still, that gets me. It still gets me. And that I feel, okay, well, should I be waking up? Should I be creating recipes, photographing recipes, taking pictures of recipes? I went through this a lot. And then I realized that then that just becomes a slog. And again, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's not fun. And that, that's basically what it comes down to. And it sounds, sometimes I feel like a child saying it. But this is how this is how I live my life. If it's not fun, I mean, obviously, there's some things that I have to do that are not the funnest. But like, overarching, if it's not fun, and I think like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm probably not going to do that. So what would you say to somebody who would say to you, Andrea, life isn't always going to be fun? Um, I would say that they need to rethink their their life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it can, it can be. It can be. Yeah, I agree. I think, like I said, we all make the choice. And you can choose if you want to have a fun life. And yeah. you can choose if you want to be miserable. Yeah, it and you know what? It comes down to that. One thing that I think 
I kind of realized while going through the past few years is that even if, well, and there have been days I was working like three jobs at one point, hustling, 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 because that's kind of what I felt like I had to be doing where I was like, this, like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to work all the time. I don't want to be tired all the time. So again, it was like, is this working for me? Nope. Okay. I need to change something. Mm, I love that. See, you're in my head too now, because one of the things also, uh, when you get into the entrepreneurial space is so many people, and I actually fucking hate the word hustle mm -hmm. <laughs> because I used to think you had to hustle and work like mm -hmm. 80, 80 to a hundred hours a week, or you just weren't worthy of having the money that you're making. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that you say that you just didn't want to be hustling all the time. And I think that's another space where people get confused and don't realize that like, it's not always about working harder. It's about mm -hmm. working smarter. And I mm -hmm. think that when you love doing what you're doing, that mm -hmm. you find ways to work smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so true. It's so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like... you know what? Some Sometimes when you feel like, oh, I should be slogging through this. I should be working on this. I should be working on this. I should be working this on this. And then you take a break and have that afternoon where you watch Netflix or watch a movie or whatever, and then come back to it to the next day. And like, all of a sudden, oh, I have all these solutions to the stuff that I wouldn't have figured out when I was in that place of like, oh, I just got to figure this out. I just got to slog through this. Like, it's, it's interesting. Oh, so funny, because I think it was the first week of freedom for me. <laughs> I like yeah. to call it freedom. After you were sprung. <laughs> yeah, after I was sprung. And... <laughs> I was working at the office and I had clients scheduled for the morning and then I had clients scheduled for the evening. So I was going to be working until like seven at night. And I remember sitting there, it was, I think it was like 1130 in the morning. And I was like, okay, so we didn't have a chance to grocery shop. So I could actually grocery shop now and then mm -hmm. come back and focus later. And I remember calling my mentor from the parking lot of Met of Metro giggling my ass off because mm -hmm. I had, I was like, this is the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember walking around Metro getting my groceries and not only did I get in and out in 30 minutes, I actually came up with a bunch of creative solutions to some stuff I had been trying to work on for clients. Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. funny that when you allow yourself that space, but yeah. then as I was in the grocery store, all I could think was somebody's going to be judging me because I'm not working and they're just going to think that like, I'm just goofing off. Oh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But it's fun. It's funny how those thoughts come up and like, you want to block yourself from doing what you're doing. It's, and it's all just, I mean, it really is just that chatter of the mind. Bullshit. I like to call Bullshit. it mind. I call it mind shit. Yeah. You can hashtag yeah. that right there. <laughs> so yeah. one thing that I, uh, before we wrap this up, because I want to be mindful of your time. One thing I like to ask people is what does it mean to live a limitless life? What does that mean to you? To me, that means to live in complete joy. Mm, yeah. I love that. Love that. So yeah. how can how can people find you if they want to like creep you? Where can they find you? 
they have, I have a website with some of my recipes and information about hiring me for personal chef services. And that is www.thenourishinglane.com. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's andrea.e.lane. Awesome. Um, yeah, those are probably the two best places. And I'll make sure that those get put in the show notes for people so that they can look you up. And again, thank you so much for your time. I honestly, as soon as I knew I was creating this podcast, I was like, I must have Andrea on this podcast. So I'm glad Uh that you agreed. Yeah. And it's just been, I mean, we can just talk for hours, but yeah, it's been crazy. All right. It was my pleasure. I love you. And I'm so happy to see you doing this. I know. I'm just so happy to be free. And now we're just going to (laughs) help everybody else in the world (laughs) we're just gonna get sprung (laughs) yeah get sprung I feel like it's a ripple and you know what I have to be honest some people really like corporate jobs and that's cool I'm not saying that you can't like it but totally I just I agree with you follow your passion so until we talk again thank you so much for being on the show I love you and appreciate you and I'm just stoked to see what you have in store coming up so we will talk again okay sounds good Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.